Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. Free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636 778 3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Hey everybody, I decided to um, have my husband join me today uh, for a podcast this week. I was in church and uh, had this message kind of come to me this week and I posted about it. And when I was in church today, I snuck John a little note and said, um, would you uh, be willing to do a podcast with me? Because I really wanted to just make sure that... um, uh, he was willing and able to, you know, spend some time with me and, and do a podcast because I don't really ever get to, you know, do this with him. I always do this on my own every week. But it's a topic that I felt like would bless other people if they were able to hear just a real life testimonial um, from the both of us and just um, some of the struggles that we've gone through in life uh, in running a business and helping other people and really fighting to have um, faith through all of it. And uh, so earlier this week, I posted a picture that said, uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, remember that you know how to swim and don't let it drown you. And the reason why I posted that was because I was having a day where I, without a doubt, felt like the enemy was coming in like a flood. Uh, I had started the day and it just, like it was just like there was just something coming at me uh, with the with every 10 minutes of the day and I knew that there was just something bigger you know that was that was gonna come from it Um, but I could also feel that the enemy was really trying to sink me almost like in quicksand and um, keep me from really catching what I knew God had for me that day and so I post, a lot of times when I post things, it's just simply something that I needed to hear and something that I needed to see. And so um, when I positioned myself differently and I recognized that God had something bigger for me that day, I looked at the attack that I was under so much differently and I, I, I almost felt like I got geared up for battle. So, I mean, it wasn't even 10 o'clock yet that day, and I felt like I got geared up for battle and, and basically told myself, um, 
you know, you, you've got a decision that you can make for the rest of your day. You can either sink in this and let it just consume you and let it end up taking over the whole day, or you can fight it and you can fight it with your faith. You can fight it with the scripture that's embedded in you. You can fight it with prayer and you can press into every hour for the rest of the day. And at some point in this day, you're going to hear from God and he's going to tell you and show you exactly why you just went through what you went through. Um, what I wanted uh, to talk about, and, and, and I want John to give his opinion too, is, you know, as we've progressed and as we've grown in our business, uh, we have uh, been under great attack, tremendous attack. Uh, me personally, as I was growing um, our business in the beginning, before John even came, um, I, you know, into the picture, I had, you know, like national attack, you know, I, I even just recently, uh, we had someone still talking about me on a Joe Rogan post and it was just like, good night. You know, there's just people that just have nothing better to do, but to, but to criticize. And so I've always, um, really tried my hardest to not really put my focus in areas like that. I've really tried to put my focus on what does God need from me today? What is God having me do today? Uh, what are my responsibilities for the Lord today? Because if I get caught up in the news feed and I get caught up in those messages, uh, my eyes are taken off of, of what God has for me. And so what I've noticed is, is as John and I have paired together with the business and we've moved forward as a couple uh, to try to grow it and to try to uh, transform lives on a much you know broader scale the enemy has come in like a flood and um he'll try to attack our marriage um and he'll try to attack us individually and so i'll see the attack on him and i'll get in faith and i'll try to help him release that he'll see the attack on me and he'll get in faith and he'll try to help me to release that um but then it it, it actually happens to where um, I truly believe that the enemy tries to use um, us against each other. Yeah, I mean, uh, as recently as yesterday. I mean, yesterday we were in a situation where we were having a conversation, and if this doesn't tell you something, it should. I can't even remember what we were talking about. And uh, at one point I remember getting irritated and I got angry and then she said something and then I said something and then I was explaining what I meant and she was explaining what she meant. But instead of just having a conversation about it, it felt almost argumentative. And so then it got to a point where she said something and I was so frustrated. And I, I, I don't even remember what I said, but I was like, I'm just annoyed, you know? And um, she actually said, what are we even arguing about? And I was so mad, I hit the counter. I'm like, I don't know. And it's like, then what are you so mad about? Like, what is that frustration? It's illogical. You know, what am I doing sitting here being so upset and so mad? And you take a step back and you say, oh my gosh, I'm not actually upset about anything. What's happening is the enemy has come in and he says, oh shoot, this couple, they're on the precipice. Something's about to change. There's something really good about to come from the conversation they're having and the way they're working together. And if I don't find some way to weasel in there and get some kind of strife to happen, that's actually going to happen. And it's not going to be good for me. That's what the enemy's saying. 
And so at the end of it, I have to sit there and I'm left with this frustration. And I, I'll tell you, you know, my whole life up to this point, that frustration would translate into hitting things like walls. And, you know, I remember being a kid and I threw a baseball at a window, broke my window in my bedroom. My mom was horribly ticked off. You know, it's like I can look all the way back at that stuff. But now it's like you got to understand who is actually attacking you. So when you're in these moments and the enemy comes in like a flood, instead of thinking, oh, well, you know, my wife, she asked me to do this, or oh, my husband asked me to do that, and man, it'd be so much nicer to, you know, just go on a date with my uh, person that works at the front desk because she never asked me to take out the trash or something like that. When you let those thoughts creep in your mind, you're not actually mad most times at that person. You're mad because the enemy has come in and has created something inside of you that makes you think that there's something better out there for you. But the reality is you need to acknowledge what you've already got and how good that is and continue to work towards your mission. Continue to work for what God has set out for you. And don't get caught up in that, that frustration. Don't get caught up in those moments where if you really stop to think about what you're frustrated, upset, irritated, or angry about, at the root cause, there's nothing there. You're being provoked. Right, and I, I just think that if you can get to a position, um, there's an excellent book that I read many years ago called The Four Agreements. And one of the four agreements, it's like such a basic book, such basic knowledge, but it's really good information if you haven't read it. Uh, one of the four agreements is don't make assumptions. <laughs> and a second four agreement is um, don't take it personally. Uh, you know, and, and the reality is, is that an assumption is creating a story. Um, it's creating a reality that's false. Um, and then taking things personally um, means that you're almost assuming ill intent from the other person. And so what I believe has to happen in any relationship, whether it be a marriage, whether it be a coworker, whether it be oh gosh, I don't even know the relationship with your financial planner or uh, whoever you're dealing with, um, not assuming ill intent immediately will save you so much frustration. Right. And so when I'm being buried by all these things that are happening, what I've learned over the years is that I can't start telling myself stories in my mind. Right. Oh, well, that client probably thinks this, and they probably said that because they probably think that. Um, you know, uh, they, they, they were rude to me because of this, or this is happening because of that. And pff, I'm going to go out and be in a bad mood and take it out on my spouse because they're like the dog I can kick underneath the table, you know? And the reality is, is about 10 years ago, I just decided I'm not going to live my life like that anymore. I am not going to do it. The main person I care about, the main opinion that I care about is the Lord. And I care about the Lord's opinion more than my husband's opinion, period. It's it just the way it is. Now, the second runner up to the Lord is my husband. I do care about his opinion. I care about it very much and my heart hurts if I feel like I've let him down or if I feel like he has a bad opinion of me or I feel like I've done something maybe in some way that would hurt him. Um, but the reality is, is that again, probably 10 years ago, I just honed my anger and I gave it to the Lord. And I've just said to myself, when I act in strife, 
when I spout out at the mouth and say things that I shouldn't say, God, it you're not in that, you know, and I'm going to hurt someone with those words. And sometimes you can't take back the things that you've said and the hurt that it can cause someone. So when you are being buried by so many troubles in your life, and we've had financial troubles, which, oh which grace be to God, we've overcome, um, but we've had them. Uh, we got shut down for two months, you know, and we had to overcome it. Uh, we've had uh, physical uh, 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 health issues. Um, we've had uh, communication issues. Um, we, we've had just you name it. We've gone through it, you know, and, and we've, we've come to a place where we've had to realize that there's a criteria that has to be set forth. And the number one thing that has to happen is we have to give the situation to the Lord and we have to start our day with the, with the intent that we're serving him in all that we do. And as we start to get buried by all the different things that start happening and start overcoming us, we have to first look and say, is this of God? Like, am I even doing what I should be doing right now? Am I even spending my time doing it? Did I create an assumption there? Is that why I'm so ticked off right now? Did I assume right. that they meant this by this? Right. Or did I take this personally? Now, yesterday, uh, when we were at the front desk, it was just me and him in the gym, and, and I, I could see the strife come on it. I just took a step back and I said, um, the only person that we should be mad at right now is the devil because he just came in this situation. He tried to take over this situation. And now the one topic that we were talking about that was going to manufacture change in someone's life has now been put underneath the seat and we're talking about nonsense and he's got a spinning on it. And we lost an entire hour of our day but we backed our way out of it. We faced our way out of it. But I literally stu stood back and I said, John's an angry soul. Like his, he's angry. <laughs> and I said to him um, in a very calm manner, I was like, you need to take whatever it is that you are so angry about right now, which I honestly don't even think you can put your finger on it. And you need to place that anger on, on, on the devil and basically tell him to get out that he's under our feet and that he has no place in this discussion any longer and that he will not hold us back from achieving what we know God had us doing prior to that happening yeah I think that for me you said that about assumption you know and, and the whole reason we're doing this podcast this Facebook live is because we just felt led we felt it on our heart we know everybody goes through stuff like this um, you're, you know, maybe it's not with a spouse, maybe it's with family, maybe it's with a friend, or maybe just each scenario you deal with on a daily basis, you're, you're taking this stuff on and you don't realize who you're actually fighting. And that's what I want to get to is assumption. She said assumption, 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 assumption. I, I mean, think about it. What is, what does everyone say with assumption? It makes an ASS out of you and me, right? But here's the thing that, that aside, that statement aside, if you really break down what an assumption is. When I studied psychology and law enforcement, they would talk about perception is reality. So somebody that perceives something, it becomes their reality. 
you know, that's how criminals can actually get away with things or pass lie detectors. That's why it's not admissible in court because they perceive it one way. So they're able to speak to it as it is a truth because they've created a reality out of it. If you don't control your perception by stopping assumption, you will create the reality you are most afraid of. So what I mean by that is if you're walking around and thinking everybody is out to get you and thinking that everybody has negative intent towards you and assuming that everything that is done is to be bad and they don't like you and it's never going to work out for you, you're going to create that reality for yourself because you're never going to be able to believe any different. It's going to become where you live. You know, it's not going to be one of those things where, you know, someone showers you with something and you're able to say, oh, no, there's the positivity because you've actually created a reality that is rooted in that negative place. You will convince yourself that you have to live in the fear of how horrible the rest of your life is going to be. And then when you talk to other people about it, it's contagious and you contaminate their life with your negative thinking. Let me give you an example of some of this. Okay. Debbie and I are, uh, we're spouses, we're married, we're best friends, and we're business partners. We, we own a gym together, okay? And so when we talk about business, I come from a position where when Debbie and I were first together, we were friends, and I quit my career in law enforcement, for those of you that don't know the story, and I actually went to work for her as a part-time personal trainer. And then from that position, I went on to become a manager of a facility that we worked out of, and then we became business partners and opened the facility that we live in now. There is an insecurity, a lack of humility, and a piece of selfishness inside of me that still equates myself to not being good enough to be her business partner and sees myself as a employee of hers from back when our friendship first started and back when I first started to work for her. So something that I've struggled with as our relationship has grown and as our business has grown and as tasks have required more work from me is I'm a very forgetful person. And so Debbie does a really good job of reminding me of things. Again, not with any form of negative intent. The intent is to make sure that the task gets done. And since she is good at remembering things, she uses that skill set, that asset to help me because she knows that I can actually accomplish the task, but I require the assistance and the memory. For the longest time, what would happen is when she would give me that reminder, instead of saying, thank you so much for using your skill set that I lack to help me to get through this, it was immediately, well, why are you telling me that? Why do you think I can't remember that? Do you think I'm stupid? Like, oh my gosh. And then that comes that, well, that's my boss. I answer to her. I, what, I'm doing this wrong. And this is horrible and I'm, I'm a terrible person and you know I can't even do my job right. And, and then, then comes the enemy to say, well, if you were still a police officer, you wouldn't have to have this conversation with your spouse because you would just talk about police work and she would talk about what she does for a living. And next thing you know, I have myself convinced that we shouldn't even own a business together. That's how it goes. And so the, the, at, the, at the end of the day, the, the reality is that uh, she's just saying, hey, you have to do that thing and you do it better than me and it needs to be done. Do you remember to do that? And I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot to do that. I'm gonna go get it done and we move on. 
But the enemy comes in and reminds me of all of this garbage that isn't true. And it becomes my reality. And I can stay there for an entire day. That's an example. Or maybe, uh, and another example would be we have trainers here. And our trainers, they're employees, yes, but I mean, they own this business too. You know, uh, without them, this business wouldn't function. So another place that I could get hung up historically is, well, what if one of them wants to leave? And I wonder if they're talking to people. And I wonder, you know, what if it's this? And, you know, and, and it's like you run down this rabbit hole, but all it is is fear. And so you're allowing the enemy to come in in the form of fear to shake your faith, your faith in God, your faith in humanity, your faith in your friends, your faith in your family. And at the end of it, none of it is actual reality. And there's a motivational speaker. I think it's, um, is it Eric Thomas that says, um, fear isn't real. It is a belief in something that has not ever and may not ever come to pass. It's like you really want to get hung up on that. And so what ends up happening is you live in such a state of fear that the enemy can sweep in and, and convince you of anything. And I love that you said at the beginning, uh, you were in a place where you were drowning. You felt like you were drowning and you, and you were like, you know, you felt like all the enemies were around you. And one of my favorite quotes is, I don't even know who said it, so I feel bad that I can't give uh, credit to them, but they say, you know, Lord, why is it that you have me in deep waters? And, the, and then God responds, because your enemies don't know how to swim. So sometimes you're going to feel in over your head, but you got to understand that someone's got your back and it's your job to acknowledge who the enemy actually is. Because if you're arguing with your spouse, like I was guilty of literally last night, and you have no idea why you're arguing with them, you're fighting the wrong fight. You're fighting the wrong battle. You're fighting the wrong person. Because I've taken my anger at the real enemy and I've, I've trajectorized it towards the wrong person. I don't even know if that's a real word. But right. I've aimed it at the wrong person. At and the end of the day, me. it weakens her. I'm and not going to do as good of a job serving God. And then I get to feel bad afterwards because I know I was wrong. So if you can just learn to control the battle by saying, who is actually fighting me here? What, what is the actual argument that needs to be had here? Anger is an interesting thing. Everybody thinks anger is bad, you know, peace, love. And yes, I agree with all that. But I also agree that anger is strength. You can use anger, but you've got to put it in the right spot. I think the Bible even talks about times that God's angry. But if you don't aim it in the right direction, that anger is destructive. And you've got to learn to go to war with the enemy not with the people that love you. Like I said, just in that quote, you know, if the enemy comes in like a flood, remind yourself that you know how to swim and have a creed that you follow each day. I will not disrespect my husband. That's right. I will not curse at him. I will not yell at him because I reverence him the same way I do the Lord. And when I come in and I go to work, I respect the people that work for me because God gave me them. Absolutely. And no matter what circumstances are coming at me, no matter how hard the finances look, no matter how difficult the trials are, uh, no matter how much they start stacking up, at the end of the day, I have so many scriptures at the tip of my tongue to remind me of how and why 
God will cause us to overcome. And I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know exactly how he's going to do it, but I know I'm going to stay in faith every single day and he's going to get us through it. So we just wanted to put this short message out there and let you know that um, our Facebook pictures that the photographer takes probably makes us look perfect. People say that all um, the time. Like, oh, you guys, not. perfect dream couple. Yeah. We're a perfect dream couple because we're willing to fight and we for, fight for each, each other. other. Yeah, and we fight uh, because the Lord's given us the strength to do it. And uh, we know that God has a mighty call, a mighty, mighty call in right. our life. And with that comes a lot of attack. And so another level, another devil. Right. So we suit up every single day and we take on that attack. But when you sense and see that he's working the two of you against each other, you got to take a step You got to take a stance and you got to be willing to say, not today, devil. Gotta, not today. And, and you, My and, God's bigger than and that. And you got to see it for what it is. You have to take a minute to step back and say, what are we fighting over? Yes. And are we actually on opposing sides of this? Right. And I will bet you that most of the time, if you are married to the person you're supposed to be with, if, you, if you're truly together, you're not fighting each other. The only reason you're fighting each other is because the strife is coming. And I mean, when, when we're together, we can take on anything. There's nothing that we can't do. There's no one that we can't help. There's... There's literally nothing that can't be done. We can do it together through Christ. But when we're against each other, it all just falls apart. Yep. And we become sick. Uh, we become completely stressed out. There's just so many things that start carrying. But growth, we, we've had growth. I mean, yeah. we, it's just taken years but where we've had to learn these things. That's what I want to get back to. Growth from the um, Word of God, growth from prayer, growth from Pastor Jeff our, and Patsy. Our, our, pastors, it, you know. our pastors talk about that, about how they were... You know, the beginning wasn't easy. It was rough. You know, like they thought they were going to be torn apart, you know, and, and I, I think it's the same thing. They thought they were going to be torn apart because the devil took a second to say, if I let these two stay together, there's some stuff that's going to happen. Right. You know, so take a minute, can to get them apart. Take, take a minute and really stop to acknowledge, like, are you really that mad that your significant other asked you to take the trash out when you got home at the end of the night? Are you really that irritated that that event occurred the way it occurred? Do you really know that that person that honked at you from behind you is actually ticked off at you and thinks you're an idiot? Or are you just assuming that? Right. Because if you use that perception and you allow that to become your reality, you're not bettering the world and, and you're only gonna make things harder on yourself. Right, just remember that if the enemy comes in like a flood, you know how to swim. And so you swim and you swim and you swim and you fight and you keep fighting as strong as you can and you don't give up and God will be with you every step of the way just like he has been for us and grow strong in the Lord. I pray blessing on you and your families. Pray protection. Uh, I pray just a mighty, mighty faith comes in your heart and that you're willing to fight for the will of God for your life and that you refuse to give anything else attention and that he becomes your priority in all things that you do and i pray great blessing on your families thank you for joining us and i'm so glad that don joined me i love him he's so giant <laughs> thank you all god bless you all thanks for being here